We're going to talk about faith this morning. How many of you have a great faith? Raise your hand. Okay. I appreciate the honesty. How many of you, have, you think you have an average faith? All right, thank you. How many of you think that maybe your faith is not as strong as you'd like for it to be and you'd like to have some stronger faith? So I, I get a mixture out of the congregation by that hands raised that we're at all different levels of faith in our life. And so we want to see that faith can do all things. Faith can do all things. Faith for all things in our life. And so I want to start with a couple of verses. Uh, the first one is going to be, uh, uh, text is going to be in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Now, verse 16 we, is a very familiar verse that the Apostle Paul is writing to the Christians of Rome, and he is saying, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now we get to verse 17, and in verse 17 the Word of God tells us uh, that, uh, excuse me, let me get there to my place uh, it says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And would you keep, keep that phrase, the just shall live by faith. In the Christian principle of faith, the word of God starts at the very beginning and ends at the very end with a, a reminder of our relationship with God through faith. In the Old Testament, you know, it was that trust that was talked about a lot of times. In the New Testament, it's talked about faith, but it's also talked about the believer, those who believe or have trust or faith in God. He's going to meet that need in your life. We are a people of need. And your needs may not be my needs, and my needs may not be your needs, but I can assure you today, we're here because we have needs and we want to worship our Heavenly Father. We need a spiritual relationship with Him. We need an understanding of His Word. We need a, a boldness to live out and practice what we hear preached every Sunday. And we need to reach out into a world out there and touch the lives of those who have not yet heard those who stand in darkness, those who are ignorant of the truth of God's word, they need to have faith. And the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the what? Word of God. So we're going into the word of God here and see what faith will do for us today. And so the second portion of scripture I want to read uh, two verses in is in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And I want you to look at verses 10 and 11 in Galatians chapter 3. These verses in Romans and in Galatians are, are the words that I want to read to you that keep you in mind of the just shall live by faith. 
So in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 10, the Bible says, For as many as are of the work of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to uh, do them. Now, verse 11 says, But, or changing of a direction, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for, the Bible says here, the just shall live by faith. And so our subject is faith, and we're going to see what faith can do for all of us here this morning. Father, we do thank you for faith. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to have a relationship with you through faith. We thank you that faith can move mountains. We thank you that faith believes the uh, supernatural of your power and your ability to do and, and will those things that you wish for our lives. So today we look to the Lord Jesus. We thank you for the shed blood of Christ on the cross. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. And Father, may you stretch our faith. May you expand it. May you give us stronger faith today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask it. Amen. All right. Faith. Faith is for all things. How many of you are saved this morning? Raise your hand. You know you're saved. You know you're on your way to heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you know how you got saved? Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through what? Faith. And the Bible reminds us that it's not by our own works. It is by faith that we receive the Lord Jesus Christ. We get saved. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. We see also that not only does faith save us, but we are kept by faith. We're kept by faith. 1 Peter 1.5 says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last times. We're not only kept by faith, but we live by faith. Amen. Our life is involved in faith. And Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Every day of our life, we need to exercise our faith. Just like your growth, just like your strength, you must use your body. If you do not exercise, if you do not work it, it will become weak. And the same is true about your faith. If you do not exercise your faith, you'll not grow in faith. And God wants you to grow in faith. So that means that you need to be active in believing the Word of God and reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God and obeying the Word of God. So we live by faith. Uh, his faith will be tried, or our faith will be tried many times in our Christian life. Our faith will be tried. First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 7 says, That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So we find that our faith will be tried. 
and maybe some of you are going through some trials and you're, you're struggling with some things. Let me tell you, when you can't understand it, when you can't reason it out, when you can't accomplish it in your, in your own efforts, it's time that you have faith enough to turn it over to God and let him take care of it. He can do it, and he will do it. So, and by the way, faith will always be vindicated. And faith knows how to wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse uh, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall, walk, they shall run and not uh, faint. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, we, we know that the Word of God tells us uh, that we gain strength by waiting on the Lord. Now, that's the, the hardest thing in the, in the human nature is to wait, is it not? I mean, just this week, just when did we have that steak dinner, dear? Friday night, thank you. I just wanted to be sure she remembered where she was and what she was doing Friday night. <laughs> but we ordered, uh, uh, we ordered our meal, and we had a salad coming, and we had a steak coming, and yeah, and and so we had we had uh, we had a, a baked potato there coming too, and and so we sat there and we sat there. And they brought us out some bread, and we chomped up all the bread and ate the crumbs and got them off the finger, licked them <laughs> off the table. And, uh, and I told my wife, I said, uh, they ought to be bringing out our salad. Well, somehow or another, they dropped our order, and we sat there for about 20 minutes, and they hadn't even got our order of, of our uh, salad. Uh, but uh, she said, uh, just, just calm down. Just calm down. I said, this is ridiculous. I mean, I could have went back there in the kitchen and did it myself. <laughs> she said, it'll be here. And then, the, and then finally the waiter came by and said, oh, you didn't get your salad? Uh, no, about 20 minutes ago we were expecting it. Oh, <laughs> and he came back and apologized. Listen, we want things to happen, don't we? But the hardest thing is we need to wait on the Lord. Sometimes he just wants us to be still and listen and know that he is God. Faith defies all reason. And uh, faith can move mountains. Faith never gives up. Faith says, God is working in my life, and he's doing his perfect will, and I will wait, I will endure, I will suffer, whatever it takes. Now listen to this statement. Faith does not make anything easy, but... It does make all things possible. What a statement that the Lord gives us. So now uh, we want to look, first of all, at what is faith. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. I want you to see it with your eyes as we look at these first three verses. And by the way... Hebrews chapter 11 is known as what chapter? It's the chapter or the hall of faith. And, and it's the, the whole chapter is given to the, uh, the, the recognition of those who lived by faith and what the Lord did for them. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the 
substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2 says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. And verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made with the things which do appear. And, and, and to understand that plainly, mankind takes everything that God made and he can use it to make other things. See, it's made from something. But God made all things through his word. He spoke it into existence. Amen. And we need to understand that we're not here because of some cosmic event in past history. We're here because in the beginning God created. And God made man in his image and in his likeness. That's why we stand here. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Oh, what faith does. Faith takes God at his word and asks no questions. Especially the question, why? Human nature causes us to ask why. But when we have faith, we believe in God. He's going to take care of us. Faith is knowing that all things work together for good. Romans 8, 28. And we understand that all things are not going to be good. There's going to be some bad things too. But we're going to believe that in the situation that we are in, whether it be good or bad... God is working for good on my behalf and for glory on his behalf. We must remember not only to thank God when he brings us through difficulties, hardships, trials, and tribulations, but the fact that he can be glorified when we with our mouths spout out, praise to the Lord, great and mighty things he has done. And we need to praise him. By faith, the mind trusts in God. By faith, the heart responds to the love of God. By faith, the will submits to the demands of God. And by faith, life obeys in serving God. By faith. Faith is kind of paradoxical too, if you mean. Understand. Faith goes beyond human reasoning. Faith believes without uh, understanding. Faith sings while in prison. Faith glories while in tribulation. Faith chooses to suffer uh, while in affliction. Faith accepts all things as part of God's will. And so we find we were not born with this faith. It comes only through hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we are commanded to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are commanded to go into all the world and we're commanded to preach to everyone. And then let God, through his word, activate their understanding and become born again. I save no one. You save no one. God saves everyone. 
We need to understand that. Now, I don't mean it in the physical that you might have rescued somebody from a burning car or pulled them out of a, a drowning situation. I'm not talking about that kind of. I'm talking about the fact that what is going to be determined at the end of life. You see, uh, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, and it is appointed unto men what wants to what? To die. What happens after we die? And after this, the judgment. Listen, we all stand before him. We all give an account of our life. We want to do it. And when we can stand before him through the blood of Jesus Christ, the just shall live by faith. What makes me just is not my flesh, not my will, not my failures. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we praise him for that. Now, the importance of faith. Go, if you'd like to go to Ephesians chapter 6. The importance of faith. And look at verse 16. But stay right there because I'm going to go back to uh, another verse. Ephesians 6, 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith. The scripture says, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. My friends, the Bible tells us to put on how much armor? The Bible says we're to put on the whole armor of God. And that armor is listed in Ephesians chapter 6. And when we put that armor on, we're ready to do battle with the devil. You go out to fight the devil. You go out to fight the flesh. You go out to fight the world. And I'm telling you, if you don't have your armor on, you're going to be injured, wounded. You're going to bleed. You're going to hurt. But that's why God says to put on the whole armor of God. We cannot fight the devil in our flesh. The armor of God must be put on because God is spiritual. The battle is spiritual. We must remember how we fight that battle, the importance of faith. John 3, 36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Listen, the importance of faith is you cannot be saved without it. You must have faith. It's nothing that you do. You can, you can sign a card uh, to, to, uh, to become a member of the church but the membership of the church does not save you you can get a baptismal certificate from being baptized in that baptistry but that, that certification does not give you a right to heaven that does not save you we must remember people are believing in all sorts of things that they have been taught or they have heard uh, and they believe that I'm good because their pastor got up and said, uh, God's lovely children, you're all good. We're all part of his family. That is not the Bible. Jesus looked at some men one day and he said, Ye are of your father the devil. And the things that you do, he will lead you to do that. So we find that faith, your faith cannot live victoriously over the world without, or your life, without faith. 
You cannot please God without faith. You cannot pray without faith. You cannot have joy without faith. You cannot experience the Holy Spirit without receiving Him by faith. Whatsoever we do, if it is not of faith, uh, Romans chapter 14 and verse uh, 13, or 23, excuse me, He that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not in faith. And that was an issue over a God blessing, and some would do something for the Lord and please Him that way, and some would restrain and please Him that way in their heart and their mind. Uh, but here he says, because he eateth not in faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Do we get that this morning? Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Well, some of you, when we talk about faith, and I took that survey earlier, remember that uh, we ask where you were in your faith. Strong faith? Average faith? Weak faith? Some might have no faith in the Lord today. And you're here today. Let me say that uh, Peter and the disciples had a problem with their faith. Did you understand that uh, in the Word of God that uh, at that point in time when Peter was on that boat and they were crossing the Sea of Galilee and the storm raged and came up, Jesus is in the back of the boat, head on the pillow sleeping. They go wake him up. Come, Jesus, don't you care about us? We're going to perish. And what did Jesus tell them? Oh, ye of little faith. Peter had a little faith. Some of the disciples had a little faith. And they just didn't understand. And, uh, and so Jesus stilled, stilled that storm. Do you remember when Jesus came walking to them on the water? And they saw Jesus and they thought he was a spirit or an angel or something. And, and, and he said, uh, be not afraid, it is I. And, and Peter said, Lord, if it be you, can I come out to you? Can I, can I come out there? He said, Jesus said, come. And, and Peter stepped out of the boat and he began to go to Jesus. Well, that took some faith, amen? That took some real faith. But then we find that as Peter's making his way out there, probably the old devil, you know how he does it. Bing! He brings something right in your mind. Well, somewhere after he had gotten out of the boat and started, he got his eyes off of Jesus like we do sometimes. And, and remember that when he did, he started to sink. Maybe Peter thought, hey, I'm just a human man. I'm not supposed to be able to walk on water. You can if the Lord told you to. And so he began to sing, and he said, Jesus, help me, help me, help me. And Jesus took him by the hand. They went back into the boat. Now, Peter's faith, like the disciples, there were times when they didn't understand, and their faith was weak. But let me tell you, somewhere between there and the day of Pentecost, Peter's faith grew. He stood on the day of Pentecost and he preached to those Jews and gave them the message of God and boldness and 3,000 people got saved. Amen. Folks, that's the power of God. And let me tell you, Peter became a great man of faith. 
And how? We, by exercising your faith, by trusting the Lord. Listen, just because you failed him, just because you didn't do what you told him you were going to do, you don't need to go and, and crawl into a, a spot somewhere and lick your wounds and, and cry over it. You need to get up and get down on your knees and say, God, forgive me. Help me the next time I face this thing. Help me, Lord, not to just use my lips to brag about what I can do, but help me to brag about you. Amen. See, Peter really bragged, bragged about himself. Huh? Well, Lord, you're not going to the cross. You're not going to die. Oh, be it far from you. Jesus said, oh, boy, we got a problem here now, Peter. Your thinking is messed up. Get thee behind me, Satan. For thou savorest the things of men more than the things of God. You see, the devil can peck on your mind. He can get you to think, think wrong things. And you have, to, you have to have the Lord correct you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit conviction. Thank God that God shows us, hey, that's wrong thinking. You need to start thinking right. Sometimes people get up in the morning and they start negative and they go negative all day long. We look at situations and we say, it'll never get straightened out. It will if you get straightened out. It will if you have faith. It will if you take a, a, an initiative to do what Jesus would do. That's where our faith is the strongest. Peter, with his little face, you know, he doubted. And doubt will always bring about fear. And God says in his word, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power. You see, we're not to fear. We are to believe the Lord. And uh, we are to obey the Lord. And we're to exercise our faith in the Lord. Now, there are two kinds of faith. Two kinds of faith. Let me share them with you. There is limited faith. Limited faith. And there is unlimited faith. Now let me give you an example. Mary and Martha, their brother was sick. And they sent for Jesus. Go tell Jesus, his friend Lazarus is very sick. Tell him to come. Come quickly. And Jesus did not come quickly. In fact, he waited for a period of time and then he came. But Lazarus died. And when Jesus met Martha... And, and she met him face to face. She was limited in her faith. In verse 21 of the 11th chapter of the Gospel of John. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother would not have died. You see, she has a very limited faith. I had faith to believe if you got here, you could heal him. But now her faith has faded and Jesus begins to talk with her. And Jesus begins to remind her. And Jesus reminds us uh, that limited faith many times is controlled by circumstances and not by Christ. Not by what the Word of God says. And so we find in verse 39, Jesus is telling them, here's what faith will do. And Jesus shows them unlimited faith. And Martha did not complain when Jesus said, roll the stone away. And when he calls Lazarus out of the grave, 
And in, in verse 39, Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha's sister of him that was dead uh, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Now she had seen many, many deaths, and she had been involved in preparation of bodies for death. That was part of their culture and the way they did things. And so she understood a period of time and things are going to get really bad. But listen, Jesus raised up his hands, began to thank the Lord for hearing him. And Jesus called out. He called out, called him out and said, Lazarus, come forth. Now, folks, one of these days, we're going to die and they're going to put this temporal body in the earth, but we're going to be with the Lord. Amen. We're going to be with the Lord because we have put our faith and trust in him. Paul said to live is Christ and to die is gain. And, and so we have it. Now, quickly, display of our faith. There is a display of faith. Go back, if you will, please, to uh, Hebrews 11, 32 through 35. I want to very quickly share with you the last point. And that is the display of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 through 35. And when you get there, just follow along. The Word of God says, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and Jephthah and of David and also of Samuel and of other prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured and uh, not accepted. The scripture says they, uh, they found deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And when you begin to look at these that are listed here in the 11th chapter, listen how their faith worked in their life. Abel worshipped God by faith. Enoch walked with God by faith. Noah worked for God by faith. Abraham lived by faith. Moses governed by faith. Israel followed by faith. Gideon conquered by faith. David subdued by faith. Daniel faced death by faith. Paul suffered by faith. And Stephen, the, the, the deacon of the first church, died by faith. Listen, we have a beautiful picture of what faith will do for us. Faith will give us patience in suffering. It will make us courageous in battle. It will give us strength when we're weak. It will give us victory when we feel defeat. And there were more conquerors by faith. And uh, we find all power is given unto Christ. And we find that he gives us that authority of power like he did his disciples. You know, folks, we're here today by the authority of God. 
We, we work for the Lord, and we are building, he's building his church, but we're a part of it. He's using you, and he's using me. And what, how does he use us? By faith. You know, it's hard for you to imagine 35 years ago when we entered a building over here that was 30, uh, 30 feet by 60 feet with an upstairs and a downstairs. And could we have believed that one day God would give us what we have here today? It is only by faith we've come here. We believed God that he would fill his house if we just go out and do the work and bring them in and win them to Christ and baptize them and disciple them and teach them to reproduce themselves. And so the church filled up and we built a second one. And we believed God. And it filled up. And now we're in the third one. And we're still believing God. We're still believing that he's got a work that wants to be done here in Western Springfield. And we're a part of that great work. It's by faith that we walk, not by sight. We couldn't see these buildings uh, uh, in our mind. We could imagine what we could be. But God showed us what it is. Somebody was telling me yesterday, as I was visiting with them, that, um, that there was a, they were, oh, they were describing where our church was. And, and a person commented, you mean that big church out there by barn stores? Is that the one you're talking about? I never thought of our church as a big church. But people come by here and... Uh, Kristen, you were here today with your daughter. Could you tell me, if I wouldn't embarrass you, what years were you and your husband and your family with us? Ninety-six? Yes. And so there's been a long journey for y'all, but you were part of the church in those early years. And, uh, and to experience what the Lord was doing then and see what the Lord is doing now. We had a family coming back to visit the church that had been gone for a lot of years, and they passed the church twice before they figured out this must be the place. They didn't recognize anything. It's all because of God. And it's because of God's people having faith to believe God for His promises. And He fulfills His promises. Now, anything that you're going to do in relationship to your spiritual life you're going to have to do it by faith. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, it is by the grace of God through faith that you will become a child of God. If you're here today and you're a Christian and your faith is weak, let me tell you, God is going to allow you to go through some things to exercise your faith and to grow stronger in your faith. And you who are walking with God and you are walking in the strength of your faith, listen, God wants to make it even stronger. The stronger your faith becomes, the greater your Lord becomes. The greater and most, more precious is the Word of God. When you get in it and study it and read it and watch God working those miracles on a daily basis, let's trust the Lord. Let's believe. Let's have faith.